Hi, and welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 28 years of experience as registered dietitians, we're here to share real-life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make healthful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number 25, Food Forward Ways to Support Your Immune System. And on today's episode, we'll explain how and why to choose food as your first line of defense for staying well. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. We're always happy to have you with us. And well, we are still in the midst of the coronavirus, and we wanted to dive a little deeper into a topic that we talked about a few episodes ago. Um, We just touched on it, and that is nutrition and how it relates to immunity. Um, And the goal here is really to kind of just make sure that our bodies are in the best health that they can be um, so we are well-equipped to handle anything that comes along, whether it be a cold, a flu, or a virus. Exactly. Um, So yeah, if you recall way back, it does seem like a long time ago now, back in episode 16 is when we first touched on, um, you know, some of those self-care habits that also help to support uh, a healthy immune system. And so just to recap some of those um, briefly, um, the first one was nourishing your body with a balanced diet, of course, moving and or getting some activity that you enjoy, which can not only boost mood, it increases circulation, and of course, overall supports your immune system and rest. So getting at least seven eight hours of sleep each night because of course a well-rested body can better fight off those germs and keep you feeling yes. great. <laughs> right. And our final two would be, you know, carving out that me time to help relax and rejuvenate and reduce stress, which can help your immunity and then connecting with others. So studies um, have shown that people who feel connected to friends have a stronger immunity than those who feel alone, which I think is so interesting. Yeah, no, I think those are just some good reminders. Um, you know, for any one of us right now, honestly, things to do to just better, you know, feel better right now and and keep your your chin up. Um, So now this might be something that's going to come as a surprise to some of our listeners. So while there is no evidence that food or even supplements can, quote, boost your immune system, eating nutritious foods and being good to your body is really what cares for your immune system and makes you less prone to illness. Of course, this practice really makes you feel your best as well. And what I, I mean by that might have sounded like a surprise is, you know, a lot of folks are out there saying that word boost in terms of things you can do to boost your immune system, but really it is all about like supportive behaviors that can just keep your immune system at its peak performance and again, help you uh, feel your best. So really how can we best support our immune system? The question of the day and the episode uh, with those foods we eat. So take it away, Catherine. (laughs) All right. So yeah, so we're going to talk about a few kind of specific, you know, vitamins, minerals, nutrients, and the foods that we can find those in that's going to help support our immune system. So the first one is probably the most well-known vitamin when it comes to supporting your immune system, and that would be vitamin C. Um, And it does this by just kind of supporting various cell functions, including protecting something called the epithelial barrier. So what that is, is, you know, the epithelial barrier includes your skin and your intestines, and it's kind of this wall, quote unquote wall, that keeps foreign substances out. So it's kind of protecting your body against invaders. Um, I'm always the one that needs to know why. Like some people are probably just like, fine, vitamin C and immune system. But I'm like, I want to know why. So like, I just love all these little Mm -hmm. tidbits. 
Um, so where can you find vitamin C? You know, the most well-known is probably citrus. So oranges and grapefruit and kiwi, um, berries, pineapple, watermelon, but you can actually find vitamin C in a lot of vegetables as well. Um, so broccoli, bell peppers are a big source, um, leafy greens, potatoes, and tomatoes. Now, the next immune-supporting vitamin we're going to take a closer look at is vitamin A. So this one is really involved in the development and regulation of your immune system, and it's notably in orange and yellow fruits and vegetables, as well as broccoli, leafy greens, salmon, dairy products, and fortified cereals. So I think really when you think of the vast variety of foods that you can get vitamin A from, I mean, again, if you're eating a pretty well-balanced diet, which we'll talk on, touch on the importance of all of that um, towards the end of our episode here, uh, you know, again, you can really meet your goal without a lot of effort. Exactly. So our next one is vitamin D, and that is known as the sunshine vitamin because we actually get most of it from the sun. Um, and it's very important for supporting our immune system. And in fact, uh, numerous studies have shown that it helps to reduce the risk of colds and flu. And a deficiency in vitamin D is associated with an increased susceptibility for infection. Um, so this is a fun fact. I think that the only fruit or vegetable that contains vitamin D is mushrooms. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but there are other sources. So that would be salmon, um, fortified milk, um, and other some kind of other milks like the soy. You have to check the label, but sometimes those are fortified with vitamin D as well. Um, sardines and egg yolks. Now, most people actually don't get enough sunshine, um, you know, for vitamin D synthesis. And we don't get a ton of it from food because, again, there's not a lot of sources of food that have that vitamin D in it. So for this one, a daily supplement might be necessary. Um, so, again, you know, check with your pharmacist or your doctor um, or dietitian to see if it might be warranted to have a vitamin D supplement. Definitely. And here as we approach, you know, change of season, less daylight. I know, you know, Catherine, that I'm mourning the, the shift over of the seasons here, but you know, with yeah. fewer sun, sunlight hours during the day, again, a lot of folks here in our area, you know, on the mid Atlantic kind of, um, you know, where it gets cold in the, the fall and the winter, of course, you know, we really are susceptible because we're just not spending that time outside. Um, you know, so then the next one uh, to jump into is zinc. So this is an essential mineral to immune function, and it helps fight off invading bacteria and viruses. It's also not stored in the body, so it's something that you really do need to consume regularly in your body in order to get enough of. Um, you know, when reviewing this, I, I kind of laughed when, you know, I, I read that oysters are the top source, and I know oysters are probably not in the typical diet of most of us um, right now and or just in general, um, but more uh, kind of uh, accessible sources, I guess, would be beef, pork, and poultry. Um, which are really, again, the primary sources for most Americans, as well as beans, nuts, whole grains, eggs, fortified cereals. Um, you know, those are all some different foods that would supply zinc. And again, I think you can really see that there's a pretty big variety. So if you don't eat meat, for example, you know, beans, nuts, whole grains, and other types of foods, you know, can help to supplement and fill that gap for you. Yeah, love it. And that's kind of the one thing I love about, um, you know, when we think about things like beans and nuts and whole grains, you know, we always talk about plant-based, but look, like now they're immune supporting. So there's so many things like when you're eating whole foods, you just get that whole package of nutrients that all work in synergy with each other. Um, it's just so fascinating to mm -hmm. me. <laughs> um, okay. 
So our next one is fiber. So your gut is actually the largest immune organ in the body, accounting for almost 25% of your immune cells. And it provides almost 50% of your body's immune response. So of course, you know, we want to keep our gut healthy. And one way to do that is with fiber. So if you aren't eating enough fiber, which would be about 25 grams per day for women and about 38 grams per day for men, um, achieving that goal is a really good first step towards improving your gut health. And you can, we get fiber from so many different foods. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I feel like we sound like a broken record sometimes. Fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans, but all of those are such a good source of fiber. And, and really the majority of adults and kids are only getting about half of the fiber that they need per day, um, which I think is just a good, you know, just kind of a good awareness tool. Um, so maybe, you know, thinking about, do I need more fiber in my day? Exactly. And to your point too, you know, you know, like some of the other, um, you know, vitamins and, you know, minerals here that we have discussed again, a well-balanced diet, lots of produce, you know, making that shift from refined grains to the whole grains, some easy switches to, you know, kind of just better overall boost your uh, nutrition intake as well as your fiber intake. Um, you know, kind of diving into gut health a little bit more deeply. Uh, a lot of folks, I think as of late have really been curious about probiotics and fermented foods and so forth. I just feel like even in our own stores, we have such a selection compared to just a number of years ago. Um, and a lot of it does come back to the science and how people are really investigating how big of a role just overall gut health plays in a lot of functions of the body, even beyond immunity. Um, so probiotics contain good bacteria that not only support the health of the gut, but also influence the immune system uh, function and just regulation. So some of those foods would include yogurt and kefir, those are probably the ones that you might have um, been more familiar with, as well as sauerkraut. So like refrigerated sauerkraut, and we say refrigerated because anything that would have been pasteurized like that you might find in a can, it would actually have lost uh, that, uh, that probiotic benefit. So something that would be maybe in our produce department or elsewhere in the store that would be refrigerated and essentially considered still live. Um, kimchi, a spicy Korean pickled cabbage. Now this I know is in our produce department. Um, yes. It's something a little bit different. And I think there's a lot of versatility in how you can enjoy it. So those would be a few different things that come to mind. Um, some different pickles, again, those that are fresh, not jarred within kind of our center store aisles. And kombucha, a fermented tea, uh, again, that you can find, I believe, in our produce department and some other specialty types of areas in our stores. And now probiotics and prebiotics, they're kind of like a dynamic duo, I guess you would say. <laughs> Just like you and me, Catherine. Just That's like right. you and I. <laughs> so the prebiotics are actually the food for the probiotics. Now, did you get that? <laughs> so some of those would include apples, onion, garlic, leeks, asparagus, bananas, and oats. Um, you know, so they help to then, you know, really help the probiotics that, you know, some of that naturally occurring bacteria in your, your body. And then again, some that you're taking it from food, it helps to allow them to thrive and just really stay nourished in your uh, GI tract. Yeah. I feel like you hear so much about probiotics, but mm -hmm. you really don't hear much at all about prebiotics. So yeah, it's yeah. interesting how it all works together. So again, like the lesser known gut health right? know, supporter. <laughs> I know. I know. So, and I know we've mentioned it a few times, 
previously, but I do, I just feel like this episode really speaks to the importance about having variety in your diet because every food offers a variety of nutrients. You know, it's not just like one food provides one nutrient. It has so many things packaged up in there. Um, and if you think about it, like we encourage mm-hmm. kids to eat the rainbow when it comes to fruits and vegetables, um, vary your protein sources, include different kinds of whole grains. So all of the things that we've talked about and encouraged and, you know, this is why it's kind of this whole package that you're getting with these foods. Um, so just a quick recap. So we talked about vitamin C, vitamin A, vitamin D, zinc, fiber, and then our probiotics. That's right. And I think actually that's a perfect segue into, you know, my next comment here just on supplements. But again, if you think of, you know, for one example, eating an apple, um, versus taking a pill. So thinking of all the different components of that apple, you know, you're, you're not going to get that in a single supplement, you know, again, you're not going to get that same fiber, that same, you know, vitamin C content and so on and so forth. Um, you know, by, by taking a pill, there is no magic bullet. I feel like we've probably communicated that a few times throughout our, our history here on the podcast and elsewhere. Um, you know, so really the food forward approach, you get so much more benefit as a result of that. And I think for most people, it's so much more accessible because supplements can really really be expensive. Um, you know, it, it may, again, may not bring any real value to your overall, you know, body or, or your, you know, immune system and so forth. So kind of then leading in. So thus far, there is no evidence that supplements really strengthen immunity to the point where you are better protected against infection or disease. Um, so here's a, a good myth for you to, to take note of. Getting more than the recommended dietary allowance of a vitamin or mineral will improve your immune system. So I think we kind of are a society of the more, the better, right? Right. Um, There's no less is more, but I feel like that's a little bit more of the focus here. Um, But really the fact is that there is no evidence that taking extra amounts of any vitamin will improve your immune system or protect you if you don't have a nutrient deficiency. However, older folks who are more likely to have such deficiencies should discuss and question, um, you know, some of these questions with a physician who is well-versed in geriatric nutrition. So, you know, of course there are, um, you know, kind of other conditions that you would always want to take into account. So if you're on a different medication or just with age, you know, I think absorption of different nutrients does diminish. So, you know, there are different um, kind of, again, conditions or, or reasons why you might need to supplement and so forth. And, and always just talking with a specialist or some kind of expert in that area can really help to make sure you're on the right track and taking the best care of your body. Um, but yeah, like taking pill after pill after pill, you kind of do reach a maximum that your body will then flush out. And that's something I think specific to like vitamin C, for example, that's water soluble. However, if you overdo it with something that's like a fat soluble vitamin, like we noted vitamin A, vitamin D, you know, it can be, become potentially toxic if you overdo it. So I think just, you know, kind of going into any type of supplementation, um, you know, always warrants an expert to, to give them some advice. Um, it's so funny. I was just going to say the exact same thing, <laughs> but you took the words right out of my mouth. That's perfect. We are, we're like right that there. Dynamic oh. duo, that dynamic I duo. Know. That's so funny. And maybe something you would have also said too, um, just to jump in. I think we, we certainly want to put out there. We are not you know, saying do not take supplements. I think if anything, a multivitamin is certainly something that makes sense that it's a good way to fill the gaps. You know, I personally take one regularly and that's really the only vitamin I take. Um, but just to kind of fill in, so there is no perfect day of eating, you know, so you're probably not reaching a hundred percent of every single vitamin and mineral on the regular. So taking a, you know, a simple multivitamin, you know, taking it with some kind of meal is, is certainly something that makes a lot of sense and can 
Yeah. To be honest, I take a multivitamin too. And I do also take calcium and vitamin D again, just Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, so typical for us living here in Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. to not get enough sun Mm -hmm. and vitamin D is so important. And even after doing all the research for this, I'm like, wow, it's even more important. So like, I need, just need to make sure I still take it every day. That's the problem is like taking it consistently. So yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Having that remembrance regularly. (laughs) But yes, I do like the, the, you know, kind of saying like, of course we're not against supplements because there are definitely times where it's warranted. So yeah, I love it. All right, Beth, what is our takeaway tip for the week? Yeah. You know, I think it's again, you know, we're now months into, you know, COVID life and, you know, maybe feeling a little bit beat down, maybe still just like looking for ways to feel well and take, you know, the best care of ourselves. So I think just, you know, going back to that, that episode that we first mentioned in the beginning here, uh, episode 16, where we really talked about the self-care habits, revisiting some of those. And, and again, just really taking a closer look at what you're doing good for your body right now, just to again, feel your best because it's not even just staying healthy, but it is, you know, how, how is your mood? Like what's your outlook? What's your attitude? Like, you know, when food really does play such a big role in that. And I think eating well and eating some of these different immune supporting types of foods that we have discussed can really make a big difference. Yes. Very good. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. You can get in touch with us by joining the wise dietitians, Facebook group, simply search for wise healthy bites on Facebook, or you can email us at wise dietitians at wisemarkets.com. The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for a medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.